Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi. Oh, 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 oh. all you Jedi, you Mandalorians, you Twi'leks, you Sith. To another edition, a special review edition. No, this is not episode 147. No, 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 no. This is a one-time special, one-time shot. You could even say an annual if you want, talking in comic book sense. Um, but we're going to call it a one-shot review of Book of Boba Fett, Episode 6, A Stranger from the Desert. Right? That was the name of the episode, correct? Am I wrong? It was uh, The Stranger That I Sit on My Hand and Masturbate. Yes. <laughs> the Stranger That I Call Dessert. Anyhow. Um I am one third of your hosts. I am Greek God Papadon, Star Wars aficionado, professional wrestler, extraordinaire, multi-time champion, current champion in four different promotions. But I'm also your boy, GGP. Along with me is the Sith Ghost in the room. Uh, what'd you guys think we're gonna get him twice in one week? No freaking way. We could have we barely get him here as we can. But uh Spiro, when you're done banging those uh, dead Twilight cookers. As a Sith protection, uh, witness protection program in Exegol. Hit him with a hey yo. Let them know who, wait, what's it all about. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. Welcome to an episode of Mando Mania. Now, we're talking about the Book of Boba Fett, right? And last but not least, it is the man of the hour who's too sweet to be sour. He leaves beautiful messages on social media for National Sweetheart Nurse Day, Frontline Worker Female Day. It is the guy with the PhD in toy collecting, but the man who not only took Valentine's Day to a next level, he perfected it. He mastered it. Got a sandwich out of it. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7. Um, the god of steel and thunder. And the man who will fill all of your scug holes just the way you like it. Dr. Australia. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Let's get down to business. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah. If you will. So here we go. The Book of Boba Fett. We didn't do a Book of Boba Fett review show. Hell, we never finished Bad Batch. And I don't even think we finished the Mandomania. I think sure. we finished Mandomania. We didn't finish Did the we? Bad Batch, though, yeah. All right, we didn't finish the Bad Batch. That was it. Oh, well, shit happens. Life goes on. Um, At my age, sometimes you're lucky if you get to finish. Tremendous. Um, my, wife hasn't, my wife hasn't finished in two decades. <laughs> you take out the trash? Always. I just actually did. Three nice. Days. Pop. Um, so here's the deal, folks. This series has been very divisive among the fan base. Some people love it. Fuck your people, fan base. Some people hate it. Typical Star Wars nonsense. Uh, we spoke about it very lightly here and there on the New Force Order podcast. So tonight we're not going to go deep diving into what's good or what's bad or what's ugly of the Book of Boba Fett. We're just going to talk about episode six. So. First and foremost, we'll go around and give our opinions in just 
couple of words. Uh, if you will, I'll start my opinion. Holy shit. Doc, you're up. Uh, my opinion, I'm going to say that in Chinese and go, holy shit. <laughs> Happy Chinese New Year to all the Chinese fans, of which we probably have none, but okay. Pop. And last but not least, Spiro, what was your thoughts on episode six of Boba Fett? Holy fuck, man. Right? Yeah. Great. Great, Spiro. Very great. So, if you are not aware of what's going on with episode six, if you have not seen it, I strongly advise you to hit pause, go watch it, come back. We do not want to be the bearer of bad news and spoilers regarding this episode because this is by far the greatest episode of Star Wars television ever made. And it's probably the best thing that's been done in the Disney era. This episode, in my opinion, is sets a new precedence. I don't even know how they're going to follow this episode with episode seven, but holy cow. What a home run in the bottom of the ninth this episode was. Yeah, it was a chock full of surprises, guest stars. Supplies! Supplies, things that we thought we wouldn't see, things that we thought we wouldn't see for a while. Um, and, things and, that we, and things that we thought we didn't even know we want until we saw it. Now we want. Yes, exactly. And also, again, there was literally 15 seconds of Boba Fett inside of this episode, which is 15 more seconds than we saw him in the last episode. You know what? I'm going to touch base on that. I was thinking about this today. Fuck them. No. No. <laughs> people. And when I mean people, I mean the Star Wars fans have been complaining. Since episode one, all the way to episode four. Boba Fett is not my Boba Fett that I grew up with. Why do I have to see his face so much? Why does he talk so much? Why don't you just keep the mask on and be a killer like he was? Okay. Well, guess what? For the first four episodes, you saw nothing but Boba Fett. And you heard Boba Fett talk. Because he didn't have his armor for half these episodes because he was all flashbacks. But you got to be careful what you wish for because the last two episodes, you didn't see Boba Fett's face like you were asking. And you didn't hear Boba Fett talk like you were asking. And now you guys are complaining that there isn't any Boba Fett in the episodes at all. Yep. So you can't win here. Yep. But we know this already. I mean, Star Wars fans are, are, are some of the most fickle fans on the planet. Just like wrestling fans. Um, the worst. The worst! And they're going to complain if they get something they want. They're going to complain if they get something they don't want. So listen, it's I heard people. I heard people complain about this episode, about how the CGI wasn't a hundred percent perfect, and how Cad Bane looked. All right, all right, all right. Oh, you gave up the Cad Bane already? Oh my goodness! So let's talk about that because I thought we were going to go in order, but fuck it, whatever. This is, this is our show. We'll do what we want to do. Um, let's go Just right. To that, let's go right to that scene. Just okay. do it. We'll, we'll we'll skip around a little bit here. Just we do it. Do, don't do it in your usual order. Just um, do it. We see, you know, nah, we get just to, do it. Just do it. We look down on your shirt. Oh, just do it. Oh yeah, my shirt. Exactly. <laughs> I wear my wear my Nike shirt. So, uh, we get back. Um, what's his name? Why am I blanking on Timothy Oliphant's character's name? Uh, Cobb Vance. Hot van. There you go. Thank you. Sorry, I was I, was, I lost my mind. PTSD, um, CTE, PTSD, CTE. So oh, from the vaccine. Anyhow, we get Cobb Vanth. Um, from the very beginning of the episode, he is um dealing with the Pikes, 
he breaks up a, a drug deal that they're doing over there on the little land speeder and winds up shooting three out of the four, sends the other one back, says, listen, go tell your bosses that Moss Peglo ain't for sale. Um, and then he kicks over the, you know, the, the spice that's over there. I wonder why, do, do you inject spice? Do you snort spice? Do you stick it up your ass? Like, do we I normally it? put it on food when I grill. Yeah, exactly. Um, um it's a hundred percent. It's in the, it's, it's in the Ziki sauce, uh, the spice. Um, it's like oregano. So let's jump from Cobb Vanth to Cobb Vanth. And um, Mando stops by to try to recruit the citizens of Freetown. Now it's called very original. Um, well, hold on. Put a pin in it for a second. Do you know why they call it Freetown? Why they call it Freetown? Because in the Aftermath series, it wasn't called uh, Mos uh, Pelgo. It was called Freetown. So they changed the name to to, to tie into the book because people were complaining. Go. People were complaining that that canon's being broken. Okay, anyway, there you go. So canon, so, so canon is saved except for Revan. Um, Who? Exactly. <laughs> so so Mando dips out of there, and we see Cobb Vanth with his you know little his very beautiful excited hair. Deputy. Yeah, beautiful hair. His excited deputy, and out in the Ranger horizon, Rick? <laughs> out out in the horizon horizon we see this very kind of blurry figure kind of. Can we play the song? Anyway, go on. It's like when they're about to do the shootout. Um, we see this figure kind of roll through the, the the desert, and we see like you know the heat of the Tatooine sun behind him, crackling, and he's you know getting closer, and you and you're like, and this was exactly for me, the same moment I had when we saw Luke, so the X-wing pull up on the last episode of, of Mando season two. And I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. Oh, maybe they're not going to do it. I don't want to get my hopes up. Oh, they're going to do it. And as you see him walk closer and closer, you hear that single wind chime that is, you know, notorious for for, um, Cad Bane. And then the third shot of him walking as uh, Timothy Oliphant is trying to push his deputy back inside of the uh, the bar because he knows (laughs) he's going to do something stupid. Um, You see this little hint of bright blue and you're like motherfucker they did it here he is oh shit's about to hit the fan and then he rolls up and then you hear that gobble the voice that cabin has that kind of like drawl that he rolls up on the bottom minus the toothpick though which was kind of upsetting to me but all right i'll i'll i'll, I'll same, same voice actor as, as and, yep i was too excited in the moment to worry about the toothpick and he's got the brim of the hat lowered down and he tells Cobb Vanth that he better not join Boba Fett. Wait a minute, isn't that Sharon's line? What? I'm too excited to worry about the toothpick. Exactly. <laughs> All right, go and, on. And uh, you don't see quite his eyes, but you see those fucking terrible, menacing teeth that he has. And then right when shit's about to hit the fan, he looks up and you see those bright red and fucking yellow eyes, which were amazing. The only part I didn't like about the, about the mask was the nose looked a little too protruding to me, but I get it because there's an actor underneath there, so you have to kind of like account for their nose, and it can't be as flat as Cad was in the in the in the, in the cartoon. Um, and he was ever so much as he is a badass in in, in, the, in the cartoons as he was in, in in live action. Pulled out, you know, after they had that little moment where they were, I, lo- I love the you know you see the beads of sweat forming on their heads and their the fingers are all getting all jiggly by the by the guns and the eyes are darting back and forth and then Cad Bane puts one into Cobb Vanth 
injures him. I don't think he killed Cobb Vanth because at the end of that scene, the the villagers were like, "Let's bring, we gotta bring him inside and help him." So it looks like he was still alive, but then proceeds to put about, I don't know, a whole clip inside of the deputy dog over there. Deputy <laughs> dog, uh, Corey Burton is the actor who voices Cad Bane in the series in the Clone Wars. Yep, and is the one who voiced him. Um, Perfect. In this episode. Perfect choice for them to do that. Um, so. And then he clips them out and then, and then dips, which is great. So, so, so you know he's working for the Pikes. Um, you know, or so, some other criminal or enterprise, but it seems to be the Pikes. And you know that at some point we're going to get a clash between Boba and him. So that's on the horizon. Will it be in season two? I don't know. We only got a few episodes left, right? So One. Yeah. So I can't imagine they're going to throw anything out there. This is definitely going to be a cliffhanger. I think for next season. So it's definitely a season two. Oh, it's definitely, sure. definitely a season two. There has to be. There's no way they're going to fit 20 pounds of shit in a 10 pound bag in one episode. No fucking way. They would be doing themselves a very big disservice if they had all these filler episodes between now and then and then not be able to do this. Now, my question to you is this, Papa Don. Okay. Do you think because yes. of the of the appearances of, of the Mandalorian in the last two episodes that the Book of Boba Fett will story will continue in Mandalorian season three. Could be, could be. I think it will. I, I think it, I think there's going to be like a you know a merging of these two series where they're going to kind of play off each other and be symbiotic to each other. I um, still think Boba Fett's going to win win the saber, the the dark saber, and become the Mandalore. Eh, I don't think he is. I think he is. But that's fine. Um. All right, so that so that's the Cad Bane portion, which was okay, hold I on. think one of the big reveals of this. Uh, I think probably the big reveal of this, though it was in a not very, the best reveal though, but one well, of the big. Ones. I would say it's for me, it's the best reveal. I think I think so, okay. um, just because we didn't did not know that he was going to be popping up in live. I had an idea, and the other things we already knew about. Though well, it's good we, to I, see we, them, we them again. We spoke about how he was supposed to show up in the series. That was the rumor, but yeah, well, it wasn't confirmed. Yeah, exactly. but everything that we said that we saw in this episode was all rumors anyway. Um, this is what I loved about the whole Cad Bane, uh, Cobb Vance scenario. And this is this is what we call in wrestling good booking, right? They built up Cobb Vance as a quick draw in the first three minutes of the show. Yep. He shoots four, three out of four people because he let the fourth one live. To, to tell a message and tell the story shows that he's not for sale and he's the Captain America goody boy scout, right? The, the, the marshal. Great. Then what happens? You built up your baby face and now at the end, you, build you, have, you, a, build. you have another showdown, but you already established how quick, what's his name is Cobb Vanth. You know how quick, um, Cad Bane is from the Clone Wars, right? So here's the deal. Now there's tension. Now you're emotionally vested. And when they were zooming in on the eyes, and he already looks over to freaking Deputy Dog, and he calls him that split second decision, he got popped for it. So now they built up Cad Bane, showing that he's quicker than the quick draw. So he's the quicker draw, which leads to my next assumption, prediction. Spoiler, if you will, there will be a live action shootout between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Now, whether it is a memory 
from the unused footage from Clone Wars where he gets dunked in the helmet or a revised version showing that now there will definitely be a shootout guaranteed uh, uh at some point I agree with you that that they're going to they're going to mix it up um I was thinking about this the other day uh after I saw the episode I would love for there to be just one little quip scene where Boba is facing off against him, you know, whatever they're doing. And Boba just is wearing the helmet and he goes like, I still owe you for this dent, which would make that scene canon, you know, immediately without even flashing back or saying anything. Just a two second line that would do that. You know, you know, I'll even top you on that, please. They do the standoff, and he says, I still owe you for the dent. And then from there, they go into the flashback, and they show the original standoff, Boba in his old garb, Cad Bane, right? They do the thing. They show the same fucking angle where the helmet gets dented and thrown off Boba's head, and how Cad Bane got shot in the head. That's why he has the metal plate in his head in um, Bad Batch, when he goes after Omega and his hat falls off, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they fucking... But they do it. As they're, they're peering into each other's eyes after he points to the dent, the camera zooms into Boba Fett's visor, goes to the Cad Bane's eye, fades into the fucking flashback, fades back out, goes back into the eyes, and then they draw, and then Boba wins. Sold. So I love the opening, and I love the closing of that scene. It makes perfect sense the way it was booked. But let's go a little further. Uh, first of all, uh, for those people who complain about Cad Bane, uh, you guys can all eat a big bag of fucking massive. Yes. And I don't want to steal my friend's thunder. So, Spiro, real quick. Uh, what do you have to say about those people who complain about Cad Bane? We got the one, I think the one character we all really wanted to see over all of the other ones. And that was Cad Bane. And, you know, th- there's been reports that that Cad Bane looks like shit. You know, that Cad Bane looks really bad. What the fuck? You know, get some fucking glasses. Rewatch the episode because I thought Cad Bane looked fucking really good. Okay? They said that his Clone Wars design looks better than, than his live action. On what fucking, in what galaxy, motherfuckers? You know, like those assholes in fucking Screen Rant, right? You know, those are the assholes that, that write stupid articles. That make no sense just for the sake of fucking, you know, f- filling up their fucking website with fucking content. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, Spiro. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, people were online today saying his face wasn't as long as it was in the cartoon. Come on. Uh, come on, man. Come on. He looked come amazing. On, he looked amazing. Anyhow. Then they venture... But they did the wipes too in this fucking episode, which I popped for. They didn't do those in the first four episodes. I didn't even notice it. You know? So they do the wipes and you see Mando landing on some planet. And the planet happens to be a jungle planet. And what do we see? The first surprise. R2 motherfucking D2. And boy, oh boy, did I pop when I saw R2. Because I wasn't expecting to see him. Right? Yep. And it makes sense because he was he was there at the end of episode two, but everyone forgets about R2. You, you, you want to hear something funny? 
Right. So I was watching this while I was I was supposed to be like lecturing people and, and at work, and it opens up and I'm like kind of paying attention to this and that, and I look up and R2 pops up on the screen, and it doesn't even register in my brain what's happening, because like you see R2 all the time at Star Wars and he's like synonymous with Star Wars and it's like, oh he's just supposed to be there. It's like you know seeing your dead grandmother sitting at the table and you're like oh yeah you know she's supposed to be there and like not it, it just didn't click in my brain until I, until. I looked down and I looked back up. I was like, wait a minute. That's R2. <laughs> nice. And then he's, it looks like he's taking uh, Din to go see Grogu. But he takes him, and we, what do we see? We see a rock. For a second, it looks like it's floating. And it's a little freaking false finish, a little of a tease. And it's not floating. It's actually a spider droid looking thing. An android. An android. Carrying ant, the, ant, 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 excuse me, carrying the thing, and they're building the temple for Luke's Jedi Order. Now, this looks identical to the temples that were in uh, the sequel trilogy yep. that, that were destroyed by Kylo, and they don't take him to go see Luke right away. R2D2 just shuts down. He's like, fuck your couch, Charlie Murphy. Look, bitch, I'm Rick James. <laughs> Why don't I stretch out? <laughs> Fuck your couch, nigga. They build him a bench. And he takes a nap. Very, very, very hilarious. Very uh, hilarious, but very reminiscent how Yoda procrastinated on taking Luke to go meet Yoda and Dagobah, right? Mm -hmm. Echoes, baby. Poetry. Yep. Then we hear a click. I guess he's uh, R2 is... Um, Powering up, waking up from his nap, and then Jaren whips out his holster, uh, his uh, gun. That sounds a lot dirtier than I meant it, but who do we see? And I pop for this. Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. She was under the radar the whole time. No one mentioned about seeing her during the series. Yep. And you're like, wait a minute, she's on the same planet as Luke. Holy shit! And then she tells him about how uh, he shouldn't see uh, Grogu because it's bad for his. Because the attachment's going to mess up his learning. So he leaves the, the, the little present with her. Then we see my favorite part of the episode. The training, uh, the, 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 med the, the meditating of Luke and Grogu. Everything with Luke and Grogu in this episode was my favorite. Because that fucking guy, Shamook. God bless you, you fucking Shamook, you. God bless you. You took... Something that was at a level two and made it to a level nine, nine and a half. Almost perfection. To the point where those little minuscule moments that, that a little awkwardness occurs does not matter. Yeah. Because fuck Sebastian Stan. No offense. I love the guy. Great actor. But we don't need you, Sebastian. Stay home. You can go play soldier in the winter all night long if you want. We don't need you as young Luke. We have our Luke. And it's called Deepfake Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill for life. <laughs> so what? Holy so shit, they looked awesome. The second you see him on there, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Did they fix it? Because we had talked about the Shamook yes. thing, you know, a while ago, as to why they had, you know, had hired him. It's because we knew it was coming. Um, the first shot that they had was a that was a tight shot of Luke, and he, he it really looked like Mark Hamill in. The end of Return of the Jedi. It had the scar on the face. It had the mole. It had you know the whole nine yards. Holy moly, moly. For a split second, 
I was like, oh, it's not that great. And then they backed the camera out just a little bit. And it was nearly perfect, like you said. And then for the rest of the episode, they had those not, so those not not so tight shots that looked really, really, really good. And only if you're really, really looking for it, and it's because and because you want to make it bother you, is it going to bother you? Exactly. If you're looking for imperfections and you want to be that guy, you're going to find them. You're going to find. You'll them. find them. But holy shit. Dude, it felt like Mark Hamill from Return of the Jedi was in the show. Didn't seem like a deep fake. Everything was perfect. The hair, the face looked identical like him. They even recasted it. It wasn't it wasn't the same guy who played him last time, um, Max Lloyd Jones. This time no. I found out today it was uh another actor. Um I believe his name was I can't find it. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at the article right now. Sorry for the dead dead air. Uh, go fuck yourself. Who are you? Anyway, I can't find his name. Who cares? Jamoke, Jamoke. Yeah, fucking John Doe. But, dude, they don't... When I said we're going to get a Luke series or a Luke movie, and everyone was like, no way. It's happening. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. They should just call it Jedi Order. Star Wars, a Jedi Order, whatever you want to call it. Bro, we get Luke like this. And it wasn't Luke not saying anything in the background. This motherfucker was moving. He yep. was training. It was an homage to the training sequence in Dagobah. He had Grogu on his back yeah grogu standing on one leg yep i mean it, it was, he even it, did the flip it, do the flip spider-man yep. do the flip it 100 mirrored what happened in empire strikes back everything almost almost beat for beat everything that should have been a training sequence in last jedi this is what it was it was yep. perfect love letter to a star wars fan yeah and i don't care what you say some people complain star wars has a skywalker problem no Skywalker is the backbone, the heart and soul of Star Wars, the face that runs the place. This is exactly where we need to go, especially after Return of the Jedi, especially in the time period we are right now. This is exactly where we need to be, and it is perfect, absolutely perfect. I'm still on a high from the episode. I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch this thing, and I was floored. Holy shit, was I floored. Like, wow. Like, oh, my God. And... Right away, I hit you guys up, and I was like, I didn't ruin anything. I was like, holy shit. That's my reaction. Holy shit. I couldn't believe what we were watching. We were watching Mark Hamill, a young Mark Hamill. Yep. Which means that... A believable, with, a believable young Mark Hamill. Which means that they can do a Mark Hamill movie. They can do a Harrison Ford next episode. They can give us the Holy Trinity, like I said they were going to do initially. Because the technology is always going to get bigger and better. To the point where at one point we're not even gonna need them anymore. We'll just have their 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 heads CGI'd on for the rest of the freaking remi- remaining time of Star Wars. We don't need to recast. Yep. We have the voice technology to copy their voices. Yep. We're good to go. Absolutely. And if we get Billy, if we get Billy Lord to play her mom and then just CGI her mom's face on it, boom, even better. But bro, anyway, they do Agreed. the training. Yeah, so this ring, and also, like, you know, a little throwback to, you know, the backpack thing. That was the exact backpack that he had Yoda in, which was hilarious. Was it? 
Yeah, if you look it at looked it, like it's, it. It's, yeah. it's pretty much the. It's a little, it's a little bit newer, but it had the same exact style. I know the backpack well because it's on many different figures. So, but it was pretty much the same exact backpack. So, um, and then the gimmick with the frogs where he's trying to the bed was yeah. great when they were meditating. He's he tries to lift the frog and eat the frog, and then Luke lifts all the frogs out of the thing and shows Grogu. Yeah, you want you want to eat? This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the flippity flip part where he's like jump, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, like really. It was hilarious. But then we brought out the the probe, the uh the the the, the little the, the sphere that they used in episode four. Yeah. And the Millennium Falcon. And then Grogu started doing these flips like Yoda. And I was like, yeah. But even better, we got Order 66 at the Jedi Temple in yep. the flashback, dude. Holy shit. And it, it looked was, excellent. It looked awesome. And you see who him cares? sitting. The- who, who cares if those those jobber Jedi's fucking Jose Luis Rivera, Iron Mark Sharp. And Barry Horowitz got killed in two seconds. Doesn't matter. It was perfect. Now, but here's the question for you: he, Grogu was in in somebody's like looked like the, in a satchel as he was staring above the thing because you could see like you know like a little lid kind of obscuring his view a little bit when he was there. Who was he attached to that was taking him out of there? Do you think he was hiding, or do you think someone had him? I think he. I think somebody had him because he had a direct line view. Of what was happening, he wasn't had. He didn't have a side view. You know, when you well, see the lightsabers popping up in his eyes, you can see that over there. Well, the rumor is it could be Mace Windu. It could be Jocasta New. Mace is already dead by then. Like you know, well, well we don't know he's dead. We didn't quote, see him dead. Quotation marks. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I don't know. Well, that's a story that everybody wants to find out. I thought R two D two saved them, but. I don't think it's um, it could still very well be the case. No, Who knows? Still quite, it's still quite possible. I mean, I, I like the Jocasta new theory because we never yeah. saw that, whatever happened to her. Um, but uh, but this also begs to the to the point that Grogu was on Coruscant when Anakin killed the younglings. Yeah. Why wasn't Grogu with the younglings, or was he? Who knows? The and then it was like was like. You let those white kids get shot. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, he went like this. In comes Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. And he slices down those the, the, the younglings. And he goes to Grogu. Grogu goes, Padme. He turns around. Where? <laughs> he turns back. He's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> Did the little Grogu shuffle. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so then what happens? Rogue destroys see, the training droid. We see that. He yes, we destroys the training droid, and then Luke, Luke's popping. Luke's pops. He goes, "Yeah, good job." Um, and oh, and I also I also enjoyed the conversation between him and Ahsoka. And that's where I was going about um, you know, about training Grogu and and what it is. And Lucas turns to her. And she's like, "It's it's less of me training him, but more of him remembering what he knew," which was great. I thought it was like you know that was an awesome line that was in there. Because it just shows that Grogu has had a decent amount of training prior. And there was two more awesome lines that I know you popped for. Uh, go ahead. Which one? Um, when she sees Din Djarin and he, she's like, I'm a friend of the family. Oh, that was dope. Yes, I agree. With and you. then when she looks at, at Anakin, she looks at, at uh, Luke and goes, uh, you remind me of your father. Or so much of your father. So whatever she said, you're just like your father. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hit in the feels like a motherfucker. Yep, for sure. 100%. Well, this is like, you know, that that comic book panel that we had seen and like whatever it was where the two of them interact. So it was kind of similar. It didn't hit as big as that did, but it hit, but it hit pretty close. I'm also going to 
I'm also going to sense uh, predict this. We're going to see the first meeting as a flashback in Ahsoka, the series, where he tells her Anakin turned back to the light. And hey. when she finds out it's his son and they first fucking meet, because everybody wants to see that. Yeah, it's possible. And they're not going to give that away at a book of Boba Fett. Okay, I, I agree. Okay, I'm in. Um, so that was dope. Um, and then we, oh, you know, we we kind of glossed over the whole, you know, Mando thing where. Well, that's next. Kinda, he, he goes back. He goes well, he's back kinda, to, you know, but, well, Mando's kind of sitting there and wanting to give Grogu his gift. And oh, then yeah. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka talks him out of it, um, despite the fact that, you know, but I came all this way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was great. Dude. You can hear the pain in his voice, which was yeah. fucking awesome. Well, that's why Pascal's a good actor. You know, he he's able to convey that stuff without seeing his face. Well, he's not that, in there. That that's freaking John Wayne's freaking. Yeah, nephew. but he's still doing uh, the grandson. voice. You know, he's doing the voice. Yeah. Um, then he flies back to Tatooine. We see little Grogu with his little hand point out to the starfighter as he's leaving. Yep. And right. oddly enough, like he, he clearly he didn't recognize the starfighter, but he had to sense something that it was. Yeah, of course. That it was that it was Din. Papa. Um. So he lands. This is for the foundling Grogu. That was great. I was like, listen, bitch, that's my kid. <laughs> uh, when he lands on Tatooine and goes to the palace, the, the, he meets the Gamorrean guard. He's like, Phoenix Chance told me to come here. All right, you're cool. Come in. And they're sitting around talking strategy. We see the mods. We see Black Chrysanthemum. We see uh, apologies, apologies, the fucking, the, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 the Twilight, Major the Major Domo. Um, we see everybody talking, and then he looks over at Boba. Boba gives him the nod, the street nod, like, "What up, son?" And that was it. That's yep. all we got of Boba, which is fine. Um, and then well, it was Boba was Boba saying that we need, you know, between Chrysanthemum and, and Dinjarin, we you know we need we, we need some more muscle. We need you know ground troops. No, we, we need we need we need well, foot soldiers. Yeah, blah blah blah. And then and so Mando was like, oh, "I have an idea." So where does your brain go to after? He said that because my brain didn't go to Mos Pelgo. No, mine did not go to Mos Pelgo either. I was racking my brain to be like, all right, where is he going to go to get fucking people to fight? With I him? thought maybe I thought maybe he go get. But this is just me thinking now. I didn't even think I was so lost in the moment and so taken back from Luke. And, and when I'm telling you, like I was like a kid in a candy store. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I was still stuck in like in awe. But I thought maybe he might get grief cargo. Might get. um, um. What, what, didn't, like, what didn't cross my mind, which potentially should have crossed my mind, is the pussy posse at the end of uh, you know last episode of Mando. Like if he was going to go back to get Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks, yeah. Max Wolves, and Cara Dune. Um, yeah, exactly. But when he flew uh, over over the Jawas, I'm like, is this motherfucker going to get the Jawas to go help him out? Dude, and then we see them with the skull from the Kree uh -huh. Dragon yeah. as a hood ornament, and they they wave hi to him. Oh, yeah. Those were the Jawas from the Bronx, by the way. <laughs> uh, and then he lands in Mass Pelgo, and then we get Deputy Dog. You can't park that here. Yeah, he's like, all right, buddy, thanks. I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you in a bit. He's like, you didn't hear me. And then <laughs> out comes fucking Oliphant. Come on, dude, you're in timeout. Shut up. Go, go, go in your corner. And they have the discussion. And he tells him, "We need your help. Boba needs your help. Um, we fought together. Whatever, whatever." He convinces him. He goes, "All right, we're gonna get a vote of the town." Because they're like, that's a city problem. That's not our problem. Because it's going to be a problem when they start running roughshod throughout the whole planet. So then he bounces. Poof. He's out. That's when we get Cad Bane that we talked about. And all the scenario went down. Now, here's the deal. That fades. 
And then we get these two pikes going into the uh, flash bar. dance bar. And you're like, oh, look, there's the ice cream maker full of coins that they had. And it wasn't coins. It was a bomb. And that thing, everyone's dead. Yeah, big time. They sent a message. And message is heard. Because now there's loss. And it's total mafia disrespect right there. That's the mafia shit that we needed from first four episodes. None of this, oh, you're not going to join me? Okay, you can leave. Be on your way. Just don't join everybody else. That's fine. You know? Um, oh, you lied to me? You made me run and chase you across the town? It's okay. I'll take you prisoner. Oh, I took you prisoner? You try to kill me? It's okay. You can leave. Yep. Like All that bullshit. No. Now a message has, has been made. Uh, people are dead. Max Rebo wasn't there, so he's still alive. Thank God. That, that dude's dodged two bullets now. There we go. Um, so that took me by surprise. Jessica Biel's dead. They're all dead. Not just oh, no. Jennifer. Well, the, second, well, the second the jury was like, you forgot your ice cream maker. I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, they just pulled the Godfather. And then, here we come. The end of the episode. We get Grogu and Luke talking in the finished built hut. And he lays down the fucking law. Reminiscent of... Um, is it Lone Wolf? Shoot? Well, but it's also reminiscent of... Of Yoda telling him, you have a choice. You could stay with your training, or you could go with your friends. Yeah, but, but the, the the whole thing, there's it, it was on the Jizza uh, album from a martial arts movie, which was, I think, Lone Wolf and Cub, if I'm not mistaken, or some other, yes, sir. Yes, sir. where he goes, you could choose the ball, or you can choose the sword, and the, there's a baby there. Um, so he, he sets down the chain mail, and sets down a saber. He tells him, this is Yoda's saber, my master's saber, you can have it. But if you choose the saber, we're hanging out over here. We're going to finish your training. If you choose the chain mail, the gap sweater, your baby gap sweater, you got, I'm going to take you back to Din Djarin. No, that, it, that's, uh, that's Mithril from uh, Lord of the Rings, the, uh, the, the, the chain mail armor that uh, Bilbo wore. Yeah. And then the episode ends. And I was like, no! What a way to end! Um, you, know, you know we're not getting that resolution in the, in the next episode. You don't think so? I don't think so. Okay, well, here's the deal. It could be an after credit scene, right? Yeah, still don't think we're going to get it. Because that could be perfect lead into the to Book of Bo- uh, Season 3. But anyhow, um, people are pissed about this because it's like, why is he being so dogmatic? Like the, like the Jedis from the prequels and all this and that about attachments. So... All I'm going to say is everybody knows he's going to pick the chainmail and go back to Din Djarin. That is why I'm saying he's going to pick the saber. But people are saying if he picks the saber and stays as Luke's first student, that retcons Kylo Ren being called Luke's first student. And they're saying it's going to erase the sequel trilogies and retcon (laughs) them. This whole rumor that we were talking about. That's hilarious. But so, he, he's already Luke's first student. Luke's already training him. Well, actually, it's Luke's second student. His first student technically was Leia. True. So, but he's not really, like Luke said, I'm not really training him. He's just remembering things. So yeah. maybe he doesn't count him as a student. I mean, there's, there's certain wrestlers where I show him, you know, something in the ring, but I didn't train him. Yeah, I don't, they're not going around saying, oh, Papa Don trained me. You know? Yep. Thank God. They, they, they don't want to be attached to that. 
uh, I do want to go to this uh, interesting um, concept that's out there that uh, that that Spiro is going to mention to us right this second that he's going to talk about. Uh, maybe a little pivot in the book of Boba Fett. Listen, I'm going to put something out there. Now, I haven't been paying too much attention. Um, I've been scouring, checking out, reading a few articles here and there. You know, if there's anything that looks interesting. Um, but I'm going to put something out there. And I haven't seen any, anything. Um, there haven't been any rumors. There haven't been any articles. But I have a question. I'm going to pose a question. And, you know, this may cause a little bit of, uh, I don't know, some some people might, might start speculating. But are all the episodes of the book where where were all the episodes of the book of Boba Fett already finished before the first episode aired before the season premiered you know the reason why I ask that is because I get the feeling that at some point between episode 1 and 5 before episode 5 specifically people were seeing how divided the fandom was the reviews from people who are Star Wars fans and people who don't know shit about Star Wars, but, you know, Star Wars gets clicked, so they, they fucking chimed in. They saw a lot of divided reviews, a lot of negative reviews. Um, a lot of people weren't weren't happy, and we've spoken about this on our last episode, how expectations were set but never met. And that's I think that that, that, that was a fair assessment, you know, but the 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 reason why I ask if um, every episode was already finished and in the can was because I get the feeling that these guys may have scra um, scrambled and maybe rewrote the last few episodes, you know, and shot new episodes, or was this all part of the plan? And if so, did they shift things to? Because I don't know, man. You know, listen, man. Episode six or chapter six. Holy fuck, man! What an episode! What an episode for, for the diehard Star Wars fans. I mean, we got everything, everything that we've been asking for. I think, as far as uh, the book of Boba Fett goes, we wanted to see Ahsoka in it. We wanted to see Luke and Grogu in it. We speculated we, we were going to see Mondo in it. And, of course, you know, that you know he was in it. I mean, I think that that was a no-brainer that at some point he was going to appear. Um, but holy fuck, man, right? At the end. Very interesting. Almost like a double agent theory, if you will. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I can't imagine that they would have sat here and had... Like, you know, this is not choose your own adventure. Fuck the fans. You know, Filoni and Fabra ain't doing it for the fans. Um, I doubt that, that they would have went back to the drawing board after two or three episodes where people weren't enjoying it as much and then put more Mando in it or had multiple different episodes they could have thrown out there. I think this is where they were going the whole way. And Absolutely. I think, think Seven is going to tie this in and we're going to see what's up with Seven um, and see where we're going to go from here. We're definitely not going to get um, any resolution with the Pikes after they blew that stuff up? We're not going to get the decision for for Yoda. I mean, for um, Grogu. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see the beginning of the war between the Mando, the uh, the Boba Fett syndicate, 
and whomever is the syndicate that's the twins had alluded to coming, which I still think we're probably going to get Kira in this episode. That's going to either be the last shot or the after credit scene. Yeah, we're going to get Kira um, just because it's going to be a good foil for him to play off of. And plus, you have to have the, you know, the Fennec Shan Kira. Can't um, So, you know, though a bunch of things did happen in this series. We saw what happened with Boba and we saw where he how he got out of the pit and how he became where he, where he was. The movement from the after credit scene of Mandalorian to where we are really now really didn't move a lot. Um, you know, we got basically two episodes of the Mandalorian in here. Um, so we only had four episodes of Boba Fett to kind of tell the story. And I'd say two solid episodes of that Boba Fett was flashbacks. So we got him taking over, fighting the mayor, collecting the breakfast club, the bionic breakfast club, um, and then building an army and making demands and getting a rancor. Not a ton of explosively moving story forward kind of things. Yeah. But I still feel this is going to happen. I feel. I mean, let me ask you this. Do you, before I tell you what I feel, do you think if they would have played it in sequential order, all the flashbacks in one or two episodes, and then played everything current from, let's say, episode, I don't know, fucking three, four, or two and a half to three or whatever, and not go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, people will be more uh, receptive to what's going on? Um, instead of jumping back and forth, back and forth, and getting two minutes of current time, and no, I don't know because I know the fact that he was in that back to tank was was more of a plot device for them to use that he wasn't up to full strength, and then he got pulled out of it by Chrysanthemum and fucked up from there. So it's hard to tell that portion without having them jump back and forth. Um, good point. Yeah. I don't know. Right, so I, this is, I, I, I prefer the way they did it. I like sometimes when shows do this when it makes sense. I don't know if you've seen that show Dark that's on Netflix. They do a lot of this time jumping shit, and sometimes it I got hated out of it. it. It got out of control. Oh, that's because, why I hated it. Because you were just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yes, yes, yes. You're the one who told me to watch, it, and I watched it. I got into it. I kind of liked it, and then towards the end, I'm like, "Really?" Yeah, season three was not great. So, um, what I wanted to say was, uh. These dreams about him watching his father leave and him being young Boba and him seeing the tree with the water and all this. I feel like because of this episode, he's going to realize, you know what? I tried being nice. Now it's time not to be nice. Like fucking Roadhouse. And he's going to go back to fucking Boba Fett killer. And beat up Terry Funk? And and beat up Terry Funk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh, realize that, you know what? This is who I am. I can't escape who I am. Can't, well, you know, I got to get my hands dirty and I got to be the man who takes care of everything and then go back to being the old Boba. And he will eventually become the Mandalore of, and, well, and be, become the ruler with the Darksaber. I hope you're right in this. I hope he, that doesn't happen, but I hope you're right in the fact that he does realize that this is like, like, like this is who he is and this is what he has got to do. What I would have preferred to have happened to lead to that issue would have been if he was banging Jennifer Beals and they had something going. Like even so if they have like yeah. you know, 
two throwaway scenes, and then they fucking destroy the club, and she gets she buys it in it, and now he comes to realization, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I, why was I pussyfooting around with this bullshit? Yeah, because he didn't suffer any loss. Yeah. Now, now it's more of a disrespectful thing as opposed to as as a, as a loss that he lost something. The one thing he lost, it could it could have been both. Yeah, it could have been both. Or it could have been more meaningful. I totally agree with you. Plus, he could have been able to make out what hot Jennifer Beale. So, yeah. and then you know, it would have had more of those Godfather vibes that that uh, you know that that we're getting in this. But um, I really think we're gonna see the Holy Trinity. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna do it, how they're gonna pull it off, but it's gonna be hard to top this episode, and they're gonna have to fucking top it. Well, Seven should be able to top this episode, so. Especially, but the only thing is Robert Rodriguez is directing it. And he's okay. directed a few, but he's directed a couple of the weaker episodes. All right. What, what happened at the last episode of season one of Mando? We saw the Darksaber, so we know shit was hitting the fan, right? What happened mm-hmm. at the end of season two of Mando? We saw Luke, so we know shit was hitting the fan. So they have this um, this track record of that last episode, wetting your whistle and giving you that fucking, oh, fuck moment. That you're like, shit, that's, that's what, amazing. And I can't that's what wait. I'm saying. How are you going to top this with Luke? You know what I mean? We get well, Luke and Han together, and now it's not Leia. They're going to have to find a way. Or they see Han lands with the fucking Falcon in Tatooine, and out comes Han and, uh, Han and uh, what do you call it, Chewie? And then he bangs it, bumps into Luke as he's dropping off Grogu. And then you hear, Luke! And you turn over and it's freaking Leia runs over and gives her brother a hug with a little uh, baby in her arm. But the problem is, like, you have to push a story forward with that surprise. So it needs to be something that has I agree, not just, I like, up, not just, it shouldn't be a spot monkey fucking spot. The spot should mean something. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Totally agree with you. So I'm very, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do in episode seven to the point where I'm going to fucking watch it at three o'clock in the morning. I'm going to try to anyway, because dude, when I'm telling you that watching this at six o'clock in the morning, just felt like I was in heaven. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And this is what all I want. I want Luke. I want more Luke, more Luke, more Han, everything. It's all I want. I, you know what? They're doubling down on, on Star Wars, Willow, and Indiana Jones. Then give us all this stuff. Oh, you give know it's better than us. Willow? More Willow. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, another, 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 you are great. Another two feet of Willow. Nice. Um, so overall, I mean, this episode to me was a 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. And to, I mean, to, all, to all you I haters really, out there complaining, yeah, you guys don't know you. what the Yeah, go fuck yourselves. I really, had, I, I really had no complaints about the episode. I really thought it was well done top to bottom, the way they had it, everything woven into that and how they brought in Cad and the whole Luke. And, and it, it looks a, he looks a dick, but you know what? He's right. So question, do you think he's going to try to get Bosk IG-88 on his side? Because now they said they have more muscle. Or do you so, think Bosk and IG-88 is going to side with Cad Bane for the pikes? So one of my friends was like, oh, now we got to see that, you know, Bosk and IG-88 and Dengar. And I'm like, I was like, man, they already gave us so fucking much. I am having a hard time thinking that they're going to give us those guys as well. But how dope would the last scene be? All right, I'll give you the last scene here, okay? Mm -hmm. Cad Bane goes back to his masters. 
Um, and he he enters the room, and inside that room, as he walks in there, there's ba there's Bosk, there's IG88, there's Dengar, there's Forlom, there's Zuckus, right? Just like they were in, in on, on the on the bridge of the of the executor. And there's like a throne that's turned backwards. And he comes and back. It's to McMahon and, and he goes, and, and, the NWO. It was me all along, Austin. Um, and the throne is turned back backwards, and he comes back and he's like, uh, I just want to report that, you know, blah, 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 whatever he says. And then the chair flips and it's Kira. Of course. With a dark sun, with the we you know with, with the, the the crimson dawn fucking thing or whatever fucking whatever they're called now. Um I think that would be a super poppable moment because we're getting all those guys that we had hoped we had seen in this from episode one now against Boba, which means he's in the fucking hole now because it's it's him and BK and Mando against his old fucking crew. So do you think the he'll get a little assistance from the Tuscan Raiders or the people from Freetown? Or do you think... Or I do think the th- people from Freetowns are going to be are going to be cannon fodder. Of course, of course. But do you also think that Mando may reach out to to Grief Karga and and or do you think because the legend of the dark saber gets out, Mandalorians show up and it's all Mandalorians versus fucking Crimson Dawn? That'd be pretty dope. But remember, you know, Grief Karga also has all those. The Hunters Guild, the, the Bounty Hunters Guild associated yeah. with him as well, too. So and back two episodes ago when when Fennec Shan asked Mando, you know, how much money do we have? And he goes, Oh, we got plenty of money. You know, don't worry about that. Oh, we're definitely gonna see him ride the Rancor into town, too. Guaranteed. He'd be riding that motherfucker like spanking it. And then do you think the Rancor is gonna eat some people? That would be fucking great. That would be great. Yeah. I don't so know. Man. I, I'm I'm hoping that's the last shot. But here's be, the deal: how do we fit all, how how do we fit all this in a 45 minute to an hour episode? We need at least an hour and a half. Two hours. Well, the problem is that I don't want them to rush things. I don't want to give them a two hour episode and then rush things. I would rather have them have these 45 minute episodes, um, and not try to cram in everything in those two hours. Overall, you know, again, if you were a Star Wars fan. It gave you a fucking Woody, you know, you saw a lot of shit that you wanted to see, but my rational thinking, you know, because I am the rational one, you know, follow me on Instagram, the rational underscore one, one spelled with a zero. Um, I started thinking and I'm like, yeah, you know what, man, Luke, Ahsoka, Grogu's here, Din is here, fucking Cad Bane is here. And then I'm thinking like, Yo, I feel like I'm being slapped in the face left and right. I feel like somebody is 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 just throwing a ton of shit at me at once. You know, it and it feels like if they're just throwing shit at me and it's it, it felt more like it felt more like uh you know, smoke and mirrors. It smelled like it 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 smelled like it looked like camouflage to me. You know? And guys, we are fucking Star Wars fans through and through till till the end, you know, but and I'm not saying that the episode wasn't good. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I just feel like, you know, this was all just window dressing, 
you know, I, I get it, you know, man, you, you know, you're, you're building up to something to, to, uh, you know, you want a strong finale, you know, but the season shouldn't feel like just one big buildup. Yes, you want to build, but you want every episode to mean something, okay? And this episode, I was 50-50, not whether I liked it or didn't like it. I felt like it meant something, but at the same time, I felt like it, it, felt, it was a little bit more like, like a lot of things happened, you know? And I feel that everything that happened did, didn't quite get a chance to fucking breathe, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, again, as a Star Wars fan, holy fuck, I fucking loved it. I I got I got the fucking goosebumps. I wanted to jump up and punch the fucking ceiling and, you know, fucking cheer and shit, you know, for everything I saw. But at the same time, I was like, all right, you know, these guys, they're fucking playing Jedi mind, mind tricks with us there. But it is what it is, man. It's, it's fucking Star Wars. Um... You know what I pop for? If we, they go, psych, it's not seven episodes, it's ten episodes, bitches. And they give us three surprise episodes or whatever. Yeah, that would be nice, but I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Um, trying to, I'm trying to think how we incorporate Han and Chewie into this. You know? Mm. I does, don't know. Kira, does Kira reach out to him to do a job? or And then puts him against fucking Boba? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. It, 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 listen, there, there's a lot of possibilities. In the comics, Le- uh, Leia and Kira work together to try to take down the Empire. Yep. So does Leia show up to try to work with her? I don't know. But then why would the New Republic be running Spice? That's not going to happen. Yep. I don't know. There's so many things that, that so many fucking loose ends that you can use to interject these uh, legacy characters. And I think it's just speculating is fun, but then it gets dangerous. You know what I mean? Of course, of course it does. So, anything else you want to add? That's it, man. I mean, listen, this was this was this was we we just went on for an hour and four minutes, an hour about uh one episode of the Mandalorian. Oh, sorry, bro, Book of Boba Fett. But let's face it, bro, this is some of the greatest Star Wars we've ever seen. It was amazing. Ah, oh, ah, oh, so fucking good, so good. And we thought Episode Five was good. This blows it out the water. So I'm trying to think how the fuck gonna blow. Episode seven is gonna blow episode six out of the water. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's seven. Seven's gonna be a barn burner if this is if this is it. Imagine they imagine. <laughs> imagine they both had rancors. We get rancor fight. It's like a cockfight. Yeah, right. Tremendous. I have nothing else to add. I don't know. Let them know where you can find you, right, Doc. <laughs> On that note, you can find me at Doctor Dr. Underscore for D E S T. R-R-O-Y-O Instagram, Alex Royal MD on Twitter, and Alex Royal on Facebook. Big guy. Rational guy. Rational one. Tell them where they can find you at, what your whereabouts. Yeah, man. It's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have You know, there's other guys doing, doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows, you got fucking doomsday prepper shows, uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore a Darth underscore spirit on. And that's it guys. Thanks. That was great. Find me at Greek. I pop it on Instagram, Twitter, getter. Greek. I pop it on is the YouTube channel. Subscribe. 
Hit the notification bell, comment. There's promos, there's matches on there. Go to my Pro Wrestling Tees store. Go buy yourself a GGP t-shirt, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek God Papadon. And my uh, Facebook page is Demetrius Papadon. You can catch all of us together, New Force Order, uh, collectively, at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order, on Instagram, and official New Force Order on Facebook. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed episode six, a stranger from the desert, which had multiple meanings that we didn't even touch base upon. Met Cad Bane and met, uh, Oliphant making his return. The Pikes making their return. Um, could even met the Mando going to the strange planet where they were training. You know what I mean? So yep. many different, different variables. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And hopefully we enlightened you. And you know, we got Star Wars, especially Book of Boba Fett, more over with you with this special one-shot episode uh, than us trying to get ourselves over on Star Wars because we'll never do that. This has been another exciting edition of the Book of Boba Fett review. One shot, a.k.a. the new Force Order. Four life. And that's just too sweet. I am Boba Fett.
Hey, something that I forgot, man. Um, I wanted to add about uh, the book of Boba Fett. Luke Skywalker, right? It's like whenever he spoke, um, I couldn't get out of my mind. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers and Al Gore in South Park. It's like he was either like, you know, I, I don't know. It's like I kept, I kept expecting him to say something like, like Grogu, I'm super serial. Use use the force, Grogu. Like really, Grogu. S like serial, I'm super serial. You know, it's like. So, I mean, I know that that Luke is supposed to be that farm boy, the the happy go lucky gee whiz, you know, whatever the fuck. But I mean, does he have to sound like he fucking you know? Like, he fucking likes to party out back and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, you know, I don't know, like, he likes to fucking pack fudge and shit. I don't know, what, you know what, man, it's whatever. If you want to use this, use this. If not, it's, it's all good, man. But, you know, and I don't, I don't know, man. You know, it's like, you, you have to pick Grogu. Choose Grogu. It's it's like either the lightsaber or the, the the armor, but you gotta make a choice. I'm serial. I'm super serial. <laughs>